I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, Vikings Vent Line, a training camp edition. That's right, finally, training camp is here. The, the dwell day, the dog days of summer are finally over. It's hot as heck here in the Twin Cities, like pushing 100 degree heat index. Glad I don't have football pads on. Instead, I just get to criticize those who get to put on the football pads here on Vikings Vent Line. And on Purple Daily, a seven day a week Vikings podcast where you just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl. Before we dive, I'm going to have my guys Nate and Andy here join me in just a little bit to talk training camp and talk expectations too. Uh, for the upcoming season. Of course, Vikings Event Line is your show. That's right, it's a show for you, the Vikings fans. Got a note the other day that said, I thought this was just a show with Declan and all of his friends. Well, as much as I do like Nate and Andy and everyone else that joins me on Vikings Event Line, I mostly have never met these people before. Maybe there are common occurrences on Event Line that have come on in the past, but no, this is a show for you, the Vikings fans. So if you'd like to come on a future episode, you can shoot me a note. It is vikingsventline at gmail.com. That's vikingsventline at gmail.com. And of course, Vikings Event Line during the regular season is an absolute blast. Uh, that is where we get to hear a bunch of you great calls that are regulars or if it's your first time uh it's a place for you to vent whether it's positivity or mostly frustration doesn't matter we welcome all that type of uh communication so hit us up uh, and hit me up for an off-season edition too it's vikings vent line at gmail.com and vent line and purple daily powered by our friends at tcl football season coming up go get yourself a nice new tcl television i'm working on getting one in this room as well as we speak so go to tcl get enjoy more of what you love too with tcl all right let's get our guys nate in here let's get our guy andy in here full house here on vikings vent line uh nate was telling me he lives in iowa but he goes to nebraska so he is a corn husker fan but he also adopted the vikings i mean when you're in iowa nate i feel like you're just you're so cl- you're in the middle of everything right you could be a vikings fan you could be a bears fan and you could be a packer fan even but instead you chose the vikings uh so what was your first like vikings memory uh, yeah, it's an absolute battleground here. You know, you get a little bit of everything. You know, I remember when I was growing up, we even had Rams fans. But um, yeah, my mom is from Minnesota originally. So she brought me up a Vikings fan. You know, I had an old Vikings Brett Favre jersey. There's a picture of me in that somewhere. But um, 
Vaguely remember Brett Favre, but my first real memory is AP's 2012 season, that MVP season. Nice. And then, you know, I was kind of a pretty casual fan, big Madden fan, so I played with the Vikings, but aside from that. And then, um, for whatever reason, you know, I didn't watch a lot of the games, but I was watching the Saints game, and I saw the Minneapolis Miracles. So, you know, we know the 98 fans, we know the 09 fans, and I'm a yeah, 2017 dude. fan. It is funny how there's like that one game or one season that kind of connect a whole generation of fans that maybe were like casual or weren't fans at all. Uh, and they obviously hook them in there. So still waiting for a Super Bowl. We've still been disappointed in all those generations of fans. Uh, Andy, welcome to Vikings Ventline. How long uh, have you been a Vikings fan? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, you know, I've been in Minnesota my whole life. So I've been a Vikings fan uh, for years. So my my kind of big time was like, love Dante Culpepper, Randy Moss seems like he brought on a ton of Vikings fans, right? That was, that was huge. Um, and, and really just since then, you know, when I was nine, 10 years old and Randy Moss is out there and he just, they're hucking the ball up to him. And he's going to get it. They were, they were like the Minnesota's version of the greatest show on turf. So um, that's kind of where it started. And, and ever since then, it's like, uh, you know, they give us these little glimpses, you know, like 2009 with Brett Favre and 2017 with Case Keenum. And it was, you know, I thought maybe that was the year. Um, and we're just kind of hanging on, hoping for uh, they'll, they'll get there. I've, I I can tell they'll get to the Super Bowl sooner or later. <laughs> nice, yeah. Just one before we die, right? Whether if, uh, you're a young fan yeah. like Nate or a little more grizzled like some other veteran fans too, it's uh, just one. That's all we're asking for is one here. Uh, boys, training camp finally underway here uh, in the Twin Cities at TCO. So the offseason is mostly over. Now we get to see guys in pads. Um, Nate, I'm curious from your side of things, who is someone or who are – position groups or multiple players who are you looking to see develop at Vikings training camp this year you know um the whole defense deserves to be looked at but the, the group we need to develop is the cornerback room uh you can look at a Caleb Evans you can look at Andrew Booth but I'm going to go with Byron Murphy Jr. um you know big free agent signing people you know, I think online and even some Vikings fans I've talked to in person have regarded him as like a set it and forget it, ready to go, like day one, going to be an eraser. It's just not true. Obviously, he had injury issues the past couple of years, Quasi bought low with him. but uh, And obviously, he had great games against Cooper Cup, so, you know, there is something to look to there. Okay. But um, I looked up on Pro Football Reference, you know, the average uh, casual fans research base, but uh, – Picked up on Pro Football Reference, uh, Byron Murphy's 2022 season compared to Patrick Peterson's. And, you know, I know it's not exactly one for one. Byron Murphy's going to be playing in the slot. But he allowed a 5% higher completion percentage when thrown at. He allowed a 24-point higher pass rating when thrown at. And he had two times a higher missed tackle percentage. So I'm not saying he's going to be terrible. He is the best that we have. But I think it will be interesting to see him against an offense that we know is going to be good see what he has. Yeah, it's kind of nice that he gets to go up against the Vikings offense. And to your point, he's if do de facto the best cornerback on the roster. If maybe you put him on another team, he's probably more like the second or third. But there's a lot of young guys that the Vikings obviously have to develop here, and he's going to have to lead by example. So, yeah, he was kind of the marquee free agent to a degree because they only had just so much uh, money to spend. But he's stepping into some big shoes, and, yeah, he kind of has to be the leader in that cornerback room that's super unproven and a position that's probably vulnerable for the Vikings, unless schematically Ryan Flores can kind of coach it up a little bit. Uh, Andy, how about you, man? Is there anyone at, that you're looking at training camp, whether it's player or position groups that you want to see kind of take the next step or catch your eye a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I, I think the obvious one is Jordan Addison. I mean, I think 
Um, I was a big Thielen fan, and with him um, moving on, you know, we definitely saw uh, his game step back a little bit over the last couple years. So I think, you know, there's opportunity for K.J. Osborne to kind of step in and be the two guy. Um, But I really think, like, what the Vikes are missing on offense is just like a another threat, right? Um, So I would love to see if Jordan Addison could come in um, and be that guy. And honestly, maybe even challenge KJ for the number two spot eventually, right? It's, I I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Um, You know, I think he's an explosive player. Um, From what I've seen out of him, he looks, he looks like he's got all the talent there. Um, I'm hoping he kind of just sticks with JJ and can kind of learn from him. JJ's had great, you know, experience, great, um, successes so far. So, um, I want to see how he does. Um, and then honestly, on the flip side, I really am intrigued by Lewis scene. Um, you know, I think it was kind of unfair cause we got a little glimpse of him last year. Um, and then he got injured. Um, and you know, look at, you know, Cam Bynum came in and, and, and kind of took the, took the starting spot from him. So I'd like to see, you know, I think people kind of forget about him when he was at Georgia on the national championship team. He led the team in tackles. I think he's a hard hitter. So if he's going to be lined up in the box anywhere, I think, I think uh, you're going to get a receiver coming across the field. And if he, you know, sticks it to him, he, that's, that's going to, that's going to leave a mark in their, uh, <laughs> in their mind. So I, you know, I, it's kind of Brian Flores, I think is going to bring a ton of energy to the team. So I'm really anxious to see just like how they're lining up, what they're, where they're positioning guys, um, there's going to be a resurgence of Harrison Smith, hopefully. So I, there's a lot of excitement. So I think this would be a great year. Yeah. Uh, what Flores can kind of do with some of these either unproven pieces or veteran guys, like to your point about Harry there, um, can Lewis seen kind of learn from Harrison and then can it get trickled down from Ryan Flores and can they use seen at least in some type of package where he's least on the field, right? I mean, last year he had the leg injury, but even before that, you know, he could barely even get on the field uh, outside of special teams and the Vikings obviously are going to need him because Obviously, that defense is a lot of unproven players as it is that we talked about earlier. And if Lewis Sink kind of step in and develop here, I mean, people will look at Kwesi a lot differently. I think they'll look at the Vikings defense a lot differently, too. Uh, and it'll be all good things. Uh, Nate, do you think that Jordan Addison on the offensive front, do you think that he's going to be able to get significant reps and make a big impact? There's a lot of really good players in the offense and Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson, obviously Kirk Cousins. Do you think Jordan Addison kind of step in and still be a pretty legitimate threat? Uh, in the Vikings offense? I certainly hope so, and I think he has to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially with the offseason he's had, and, you know, and I, I get that he had an excuse, but, you know, like you guys have been talking about, just a whole lot of small, weird things. Um, I think he has to have a big training camp. I hope – I mean, he he has the all the ability to be that number two threat, but I don't think he – I don't think the offense is going to be doomed if he doesn't. K.J. Osborne is – you know, a wide receiver, two capable guy. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is one of the best tight ends in the league. And uh, I think that last year proved that, if nothing else, uh, O'Connell can scheme Jefferson open. So I don't think that he has to, but I think that if he does, his offense is just going to take another step forward and will be up there among the top dogs of the league. On the offensive front, too, sticking on that side of the ball, um, do you guys think that this is the last year, Kirk? Andy, do you feel like are we treaded towards maybe an extension with the Vikings quarterback? How do you look at the Vikings' uh, future at that position with Kirk Cousins? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Uh, you know, it seems like there's two camps. You either, like, love Kirk Cousins or you love to hate Kirk Cousins. Um, I'm kind of in the in the camp that, like, he's really undervalued. I mean, 
what he does as a quarterback, uh, you know, I think a lot of people saw in the Netflix documentary, like he's a pretty impressive, impressive guy. I think he, he doesn't necessarily get the respect that he, he sometimes deserves. Um, so I'm kind of in the camp that I would love to see if they could get him to like, uh, you know, two years. I don't, I don't think, you know, he's expressed interest, interest. He wants to stay in Minnesota. Um, I don't see him doing like a one-year deal, um, but I think if you can get into the the two-year or something like that, you know, he's 34, so you don't want to get much beyond that. I don't think he's going to be uh, get you into the Tom Brady 40s, but um, I think I, I say that because if we had something kind of, if we had a, a backup that we're kind of developing, you know, it'll be interesting to see with Jaron Hall um, how he gets developed, but um, if we had someone that we kind of had coming up in the ranks, I think I'd, I'd be okay. Um, kind of, kind of sending Kirk off, but, but to be honest, I think the best thing that we could do is bring in a quarterback, whether that's Jaron Hall, whether that's someone else next year and let them learn from Kirk for a year or two. Um, I mean, you, you don't realize how accurate Kirk Cousins is, what he gives you. Um, you know, I, I just think he, he brings a lot of things to the table that, you know, we always think about, we, we default back to like, you go to that Giants game, right? The playoff game where he checks down and that that's kind of like a sour taste in your mouth. Right. But, um, you know, I think it's going to be year two under KOC. I think you're going to see a little bit more trust there. Um, I, I think um, it would be nice if they could get something done with Kirk uh, sooner than later. Because if he plays really well, you know, it's kind of tough. It could, it could uh, you could keep Kirk, but it's going to be at a higher premium, right? So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what what kind of folds out. Yeah, if Jaron Hall maybe makes some strides at training camp, that's a good sign. But at the same time, it's still pretty unproven. Uh, if he can step in and be the Vikings quarterback, whether it's in a pinch this season or whether it's for next year. Um, and to your point of him, maybe Kirk Cousins, that is, pricing himself out if he has a really good year. That's also completely on the table, too, if he continues to have the seasons that we're used to seeing from him. Uh, Nate, I guess, are you a big Kirk Cousins guy? Yeah, you've only seen a few Vikings quarterbacks, but are you a big Kirk Cousins guy? And do you think that uh, they're going to extend him? Or would you rather see this be the last year of Kirk Cousins? You know, I am a big Kirk Cousins guy, and I would like them to extend him, but I don't think they will. Uh, I think that Kwesi is obviously, we've seen that he's interested in young, high upside players. Kirk is obviously older, and I doubt, um, you know, Kwesi looks for value. I doubt. I mean, if we know one thing about Kirk Cousins, he's not going to undervalue himself or let himself be undervalued. Um, and Kwesi also obviously understands that a young quarterback on a rookie contract is one of the greatest competitive advantages in sports. Mm-hmm. So I like Kirk Cousins. I, I think he's a great football player and a great human being. But I don't see a world. I wish there was, but I don't see a world in which he's a Viking for 2024, 2025. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting what they want to do there. They have a big also dead cap hit essentially from the void years that's against their cap. So like they're kind of paying for him even not to play for them if he doesn't come back next season. Um, Yeah, it's just they're kind of they've put themselves into a corner here. And I'm curious to see what they end up doing. I don't think we'll see an extension um, before the season starts. Could be wrong on that. But that Netflix quarterback documentary comes out. Now there's like a lot of good pro Kirk propaganda out there to a degree where you should be probably locking up this guy. Um, yeah, it's really interesting position for them to kind of figure out what they obviously want to do with it. It's the most important position and do they want to extend him or do they want to go to the draft? Do they want to find a bridge guy? There's a lot of, uh, options. Obviously they could, they could go down.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, how about how many games will the Vikings win in 2023, Andy? They, they lost, uh, or excuse me, they won 13 last year. Obviously a magical carpet ride, a lot of epic comebacks, but how many wins do you have the Vikings pegged for the 2023 season? Yeah, they, um, I, I don't think they're going to have quite the year they had last year. You know, I, so I, I do think they're going to, they're going to play pretty well. I think they're going to be after a slow start. You know, if you look at the first five weeks, um, they have Eagles, Chargers, Chiefs, you know, so that is, that is going to be a real test. Um, I think you're going to see, um, you know, no one really knows what Flores is going to bring to the table. KOC is in year two. So I think we get those guys early. Maybe that's a good thing. Um, but I have them at, uh, you know, I've kind of been flirted with 10, 11 wins. I, I think 10 is probably where I'll land. Anything north mm-hmm. of that, <laughs> obviously I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of that is the NFC North is not probably the strongest right now. Um, if you look at, you know, there's a lot of hype around the Lions, which I like Dan Campbell. I think what he's doing there is working. but I think you guys have said this until the lions are the lions until they can prove otherwise. Right. They've had, they've had years where there's been expectations and it just has never really worked out. The bears, you know, I think Justin Fields is a good player. I think, you know, uh, they're probably a year or two away from maybe starting to gain some steam. Um, you know, and the Packers, it's, it's hard. I, every Vikings fan, right. is just like hoping the Packers struggle for a while. Um, so I, I think, the opportunities there for the Vikes to take the division. Like I said, if they get to 10 wins, 11 wins, I think that shouldn't be a problem. Um, but I think, you know, their offense really should be a top 10 offense. There's no reason it shouldn't be the defense with Brian Flores and, you know, these younger guys coming in, there's no reason they're going to take a step forward. They can't get worse uh, knock on wood. So I really think, if those two things happen, if you have a high-powered offense, you have a high-powered defense, you know, KOC and Flores are both really aggressive. I think um, there's no reason you can't get to 10, 11 wins. Yeah, 10 wins would be great. And I guess if they're a 10-win team, is the perception of them better, again, with the defense being improved and the offense kind of being in the similar boat it was last season? There's certain areas of the offense that could be improved, but the defense is obviously starting from essentially ground zero for the third straight time. And 
can they be really good at something that makes them feel a little bit better about, you know, their chances in a playoff game or getting a stop or being really good at getting after the quarterback. There's a lot of questions that have to be answered on that side of the ball. But if they're a more well-rounded team, then maybe they actually get a little bit more respect as a 10-win team versus the 13 wins, obviously, that they had last season. Uh, Nate, how about you, dude? How many wins do you have for the Vikings in 2023? Uh, I'm going to look at the roster as it is right now concerning Daniil Hunter. And I'm going to say that they're an 11-6 and team. I think that the defense obviously can't get worse. And I think that they've done a good job building on their strengths, which is what you want to do as a football team, have a strength that's better than everybody else's strengths. And I think that this passing game is going to go on to another level that we haven't seen since 09. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I think they could be an 11-1 team. Yeah, 11 wins would be sweet too. I think they're over-unders at about nine and a half. So like most most sports books, most people have them at between a nine and 10 wins, regressing a little bit. You know, the Lions, yeah, are kind of this darling for the first time in, in a long, long time and probably even your lifetime and certainly in mine. Uh, so it's just kind of weird to see. And yeah, I don't think, the, I don't expect the Bears, I expect the Bears to be a little bit improved from last season, but I don't, they certainly don't scare me. Um, and the Packers too are probably going to take a step back uh, as they kind of figure out what they have in Jordan Love. So the division's weaker, uh, but yeah, the first place schedule is a little daunting. So you can't really get off to a slow start and expect it to be a 10 win team either. So it's going to be really interesting to see, um, how the schedule plays out. Uh, Nate, before we wrap up here on Vikings Bentline, any shout outs you want to give any last takes that are uh, in the chamber there? Fire away, my friend. Uh, I got to give a shout out to my mom for getting me invested in the Vikings at a young age. Uh, I got to give a shout out to uh, one of my best friends, Spencer. I just had lunch with him, talked about the Vikings for a while. A really good friend of mine. Um, As far as takes go, um, I think that, the defense is closer to being great than they are to being terrible. I think that as it stands right now, there are only a few young players becoming good away from being a potentially great defense. I think that Ryan Osmo has one of the highest potentials in the league, and I'm really hoping that he's going to show up and light it up and be a great off-ball linebacker for us. Yeah, you'd love to see that guy take the next step forward. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, to our points that we just made, I don't think the defense can be any worse. God, I hope it can't. Um, it's been near the bottom of the league for the last three years under, you know, two different head coaches and a bunch of different coordinators. So Flores kind of being the guy who's been, has the most success and has a good pedigree. Can he kind of turn that defense around and make it look a lot better? Andy, how about you, man? Any last takes, any shout outs you got to give here? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I got to, uh, I got a shout out to my wife and kids. They, uh, you know, every Sunday they let me monopolize the TV, uh, they're okay with me screaming at the TV. You know, it's my job to raise young Vikings fans, right? So right. I got young kids, and they, they love sitting beside me and watching the game, so I enjoy that. But uh, from a from a take standpoint, um, you know, I, I'm just excited to see what happens with the defense. I think, like I said, I, I, Brian Flores, I think, is just going to be an incredible asset to this team. Um, I hope Daniil Hunter – actually, I'm going to say he will get re-signed. I think – I don't think – I don't think Quasey is going to let him leave the building. Uh, I think he's, he would be a crucial part of this team. Um, and, and honestly, I, I just hope they don't drop him back into coverage. I want to see him getting after quarterbacks. So I think uh, it's going to be a great year. Uh, the defense is going to have uh, a lot of eyes on it, and I think they're going to look pretty good. Yeah, you'd love to see Brian Flores kind of step in here and just fix this defense, and he probably could bolt right away for a head coaching job, which is obviously kind of the assumption that was made when he took this D.C. position. So really excited to see um, see what happens. Andy, Nate, thanks for coming on Vikings Bentline, dudes. Great stuff. 
great takes come on during the season, of course. And uh, if you're listening to this, watching this, whether it's on YouTube or whether you're listening to this on Apple, Spotify, or the Score North app, hit me up. If you want to be on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, it's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Uh, Mackie and Judd live on Sunday, too, to break down some training camp notes from Judd's observations there. So stay put uh, to see that episode, and we'll be talking at you soon.